entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio. Your real time is 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to The Green Room. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We got an amazing show for you. Feel free to give us a call at any point, 323-203-0815. Later on the program, we're going to be having uh, Tiger Woods' mistress, former mistress, I'm assuming, Jocelyn James, calling into the program, so stay tuned for that. But now, right in the studio, we have my man, Big Wax. What's up, Wax, thanks for coming in. No doubt, man. Of course, you guys heard uh, Wax Solidify. That's the opening track. Wax is uh, always nice enough to let me use his music for the show. Hell yeah. And uh, also in studio, we have a Wax collaborator and also a rap phenom in his own right, Dumbfounded. Hello. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. And what's your uh, what's your guy's buddy's name here? Uh, this is my friend <laughs> Brian here. He's my spiritual advisor and uh, slash business partner. Nice. Know. How's that work out? What it, what's the majority of the job? Business advising or uh, spiritual guiding? You know, I, I think they go hand in hand, really. Just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, when you're when you're in that conference room, it's a spiritual experience. So, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Follow your heart and uh, also follow whatever this other business manager is telling us to do to cut this deal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So you guys, uh, you know, Wax is telling me you guys are working on a new album together. This is a, a collaboration album. You guys were just just in the studio. How are things going? It's going good. It's going good. Today was a little slow, but uh, we ate it. We ate at the Hungry Fox, this like diner place, right before we got there, and we had kind of like a food coma when we got there. Like I was trying to write this hook, and I turn around, and, and Dumb was like passed out on the couch. I was like, "What do you think it is?" And he's like, <laughs> and then I got up and I was energized, and he was knocked out. So it was so now, a- now take us into the world of a rap studio, because I have my, I have my mind, uh, you know, I have an idea of what a rap studio is like, but my, I'm visualizing like old dirty bastard, you know, solo <laughs> cups with scissor in it, blunts just everywhere, you know, chicks just all over you. Dumbfounded. Take me into the reality of what it's like in a recording studio in North Hollywood. I mean, you hit it right on the nail, pretty much. No, I'm kidding. uh, I mean, you know, um, yeah, it's really nothing like that, really. Um, There's, yeah, it's just pretty much, there's, you know, we're just chilling there and we're kind of brainstorming on on a beat. We put a beat on, you know, um, yeah, there's, there's no alcohol. There's been no alcohol in our sessions, which is kind of weird. Yeah, we We're, haven't had it yet. No, no alcohol. And sessions. we drink a lot, which is kind of crazy. Um, Wax might be smoking a cigarette. You know, I don't know. And uh, it's really not that exciting. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're throwing words around pretty much. You know. We have, so, we yeah. have our good days in there and our bad days. Today was a little bit slow, but we have some days in there where the creativity just flows and flows. You yeah, know? now like, like we how should to... smoke more weed. I don't know, man. <laughs> Because you guys just decide, like, all right, this is a we're, we need at least a quarter ounce to get through this album. <laughs> now, like, how do you guys decide as far as um, do you come in into the studio with like a CD full of beats and like, all right, this is where we're gonna get these songs. 
you know, you put on this, like, this is a single. This is this is where it's going to be at. Do you decide the beats first and then try to just write lyrics on top of that and then record right there? Yeah, it's usually like that. Um, Both of us get tons of beats from, like, fans or just uh, people who want to work with us all the time. So we kind of come in with our batch each of us and you guys got your little goodie bag of beats yeah we do we do and then uh you know we just go through each each one of our beats and we find one that we like and then we put it on and we're like oh this sounds like it could be a good you know nostalgic song or it could be you know right you kind of you kind of feel the vibe from there and then start writing the lyrics and that's how we start building on um but we also try to have a good balance of concepts and topics for the whole album as, as overall so we make sure we don't do too many Girl tracks or too many, you know, rap song, <laughs> rap rap songs, and you know. Now, know. now, uh, how did you guys? How did you guys meet? Did you just meet from doing shows? Did you meet online? We was, met from uh, he, uh, Brian, dumb spiritual advisor, actually introduced <laughs> us. We His met on chat roulette. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I know normally I hear a lot of uh, negative experiences from chat roulettes, just guys seeing other guys' dicks. But well, we were both, you guys had we were a positive jerking off on there. Oh, we're okay. Like, you do that too. <laughs> we were rapping while doing that, and we're like, wait a minute, this guy spits pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> show <Sure>. your face. <laughs> so wait, you met through through your buddy, like a mutual friend? We met through. He actually introduced us. Like uh, I get, you know, Sean, I, I do like all the YouTube stuff. Right. And yeah. Dumb, Dumb has has a following online too, and uh. Uh, Brian, Brian is Dumb's manager, and we he actually put us together. We met at Cantor's. We met at Cantor's Deli on Fairfax. So oh, okay. he, he's been a fan of uh, Wax's stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so he was kind of tuned into Wax, and he's like, all right, I'm managing this guy. Yeah, Dumb he's found like, it. He's like, check him out, you know. And he was pretty much he's doing as uh, far as like his internet presence with the YouTube stuff is something that we wanted to also um, do with videos. Yeah, and no, stuff. I've, I've seen your guys' stuff. You're just blowing up online, and yeah, we're trying, you know. And uh, that's and you know, so we linked up, and ever since then we just been collaborating on tons of things like videos as well as music. And yeah, like, no, I've seen yeah. I've seen some of the stuff you put out. It's good. Good quality stuff you guys are doing. Now, um, you know, we've had Wax on the show before, kind of kind of know where he's coming from. Uh, were you originally born in Korea? No. Uh, well, I, I am Korean, and uh, I was born in Argentina, actually. Oh, okay. So uh, when I was three, um, I don't know how my family ended up there. Um, I, <laughs> actually, I did, but it's a long story. Oh, okay, uh, all right. But they ended up they there. They ended up in Korea, or in, in Argentina, Argentina, sorry. Two Koreans, um, and then they, uh, they immigrated to America when I was three years old to okay. Koreatown, Los Angeles. So, um, yeah, Korea to Korea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I ended up in Koreatown when I was three, and I was just, I grew up in L.A. all my life pretty so much. So you're, you're L.A. pretty much LA, for yeah. the majority of your life. When did you first start getting into hip-hop? Uh, when I was 14 years old, I started rapping. Um, I ended up at an open mic spot in South Central called Project Bloat, which is very infamous. And uh, I was the only Asian guy there, but it really stepped my game up, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, battling uh, kids who, who might make fun of me, too, you know? So yeah. It stepped my game up and uh, pretty much, yeah, and that that's... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I saw you and Wax do a show at the M-Bars, the Wax and Ajax show, and I saw you doing some freestyle up there, and I thought that was really impressive. I pulled a clip. You were talking about being an Asian uh, freestyle. This is, it's you going head-to-head online, and this is uh, your, your freestyle. Yo, battling another Asian guy sure is simple. It just sounds like someone took the source into Oriental. I don't care, man. This cat ain't ripping me. We're both Asian, but we were raised differently. While I was attending funerals and smoking crime, you were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the mix of the insult and also dropping the pop culture knowledge. I was taking hip-hop beyond the limits. You're racing Integras and Honda Civics. <laughs> I was getting paid and laid by tens while you acting gay and go rave with friends. Dropping ecstasy without pants, doing some gay-ass house dance, wearing Mickey Mouse hands. <laughs> oh 
motherfucker went from working on railroads to shopping at Melrose. <laughs> you and your boys locking up elbows, talking on cell phones. How are you going to ditch your moms at the Nelstow to go to Pharrell shows? I love the mix between guys cracking up and then guys also go, no! Oh! Yeah, it was just, this, it was just, it was definitely, yeah, it was, I just pulled up everything uh, stereo that I've been pretty much <laughs> yeah. pissed on. Yeah, it's like, it's like Margaret Cho if she could freestyle rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like, it was, just cut naming off all the Asian yeah, stereotypes. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I had, you know, I'm battling another Asian dude. I was like, you know what, I got, I got to take some. Hey, you can, you can go there, dumbfounded. You exactly, can go there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like. It's uh, yeah, I had I had to you know pull pull all the all my knowledge and insults that I've gotten over the past like ten years of my and rap just throw it into it. Just... Now when when we say freestyle or when you come into a battle, how how much of that is? I do you have anything pre-planned? Oh definitely. I mean there's there are freestyle battles where you go in and you just freestyle completely 100 percent off the dome. But for some or a battle That's like a, this, off the top of your head, for the, some, yeah, yeah, we we have a few square listeners. Uh, okay. <laughs> For those not familiar with that, off the dome means just completely, you know, freestyle off the head, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, for something like that, it's not completely freestyle. That is definitely, uh, prepared. Um, but I did go into that battle, um, also have it made some space for freestyling, so I might want to do a rebuttal. Okay, so know. yeah, you left your you, room, you know, left room where room I can, to breathe, I can, and then yeah. also you're gonna have to react to some of the stuff that the other guys throwing exactly. at you, so you have to leave space for that. Exactly. Yeah, but if he's um, wearing something whack or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like at your shoes, and no, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, pretty much the written format. I mean, that's something that's was fairly it's fairly new. It's only been in, out introduced like two three years ago. I mean, it's been out for a while, but I mean, it's something that's gotten popular a lot more than freestyle battles because you get more quality lines, you know, yeah. when you actually prepare. Right, exactly. Free- you can make it a little tighter. Yeah, you can- exactly. And a lot of those freestyle battles back in the day, I remember going to them. Just guys going, yeah, yeah, well, you know. And yeah, then- yeah, I'll do this to your mom, and your shoes are ugly. Like, you know, and and it was like, at the time, it was kind of cool. But, you know, after you look back on those clips, and you're like, whoa, these are not that right, good. Right, this is you know? pretty whack. Like, you want to at least give, you, you know, you don't want to make it too polished because you, you don't want to tip them off that, okay, obviously some of this is a little pre-planned. So you're growing up in L.A., you're you're in high school, and you – there, there must have been a moment where you go up to your immigrant parents and you go, hey, guys, I don't think I want a traditional career. I want to be a rapper. Well, how do your parents react to that? That was, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think every Asian kid has had that talk, <laughs> the ones who want to pursue art or music, you know what I mean? And, right. Um, I think, I don't know, I was already I was already kind of like, I was already a fuck-up dude. You know so they were just there like, was, wow, he found something. Yeah, Hallelujah. Was, better you know what I'm saying? Like, the first, yeah, I mean, when I got caught smoking <laughs> weed, like, it was, that was it. You know what I'm saying? It was downhill from there. No, but, uh, I mean, I, I think at first they were just like, oh, man, come on, you know, like, step your game up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your, yeah. your, your, your mother, who your immigrant mother <laughs> yeah, came yeah. to you and was like, yo, dumbfounded, yeah, you need to step your yeah, game exactly, up, kid. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> In Korean though, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. Was, it, but then um, you know, I think she was just like, okay, you know, whatever. After a while, I really started doing bigger things with with the music. You know what I mean? Right. Traveling so now they're seeing. Yeah, they're actually seeing something beneficial. But I think the turning point was when I when I appeared on the Korean newspaper. You oh know? wow! When, so uh, the- and which is actually not a huge deal. Actually, <laughs> yeah. So don't think that's a, that's a big deal. Like, it's not hard to be in the Korean newspaper. But that was like you know I I've actually done stuff with like MTV and little things like that, which was big. Right. But when I was in the Korean newspaper, that was like but the yeah, biggest thing for them. But yeah, it's not in it's not in your parents' world. Exactly. Yo, exactly. MTV raps isn't that's not in your your mom's. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But when I was in the Korean newspaper, that that did impress. No, wait, is that a local Korean newspaper yeah. or is that oh, local. okay? Yeah. So the Korea town for 
for other immigrants. They see like, oh yeah, wow, th- this it's is the immigrant times. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, uh, <laughs> that doesn't have as good a ring to it yeah. as the Korean free press. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I think that was a turning point. Yeah. And, uh, so all right, so you guys have meet up, um, made up. Now, what is the concept for the album? You talked about how you guys have a a concept for the album going in. What's give us a little hint of uh, what you're going to be looking at. Well, the name of the album, here is, the name of the album is Clockwise, and like I guess you could interpret interpret that in uh, a couple different ways, just like the gears and the grind, and you know, like around the clock grind is what we've been pretty much focused on. Both me and him are kind of on some like stop bullshit and let's do some let's and just, do you know, this for real you and know also so, utilizing the time you know being wise about time and just kind of making uh, every second count kind of thing so which yeah. is what we're not generally good at yeah. you know? <laughs> well yeah i mean we're both, we're both slackers by nature so we're trying to change that up and like all right so this use, okay yeah, so you're exactly. you're saying clockwise you're resp- you're realizing hey i have a finite time on this earth i want to get out a good album so you guys come together do you guys uh, are you guys coming up with a name for like the group or is it just you two guys as solo acts coming together? It's actually uh, it's the name of the album and the name of the group. It's like Wax and Dumbfounded present Clockwise. Yeah, like, I mean we just we, we pretty much went into this like we're just gonna do this one project together. But who knows, you know? We can we'll we might do f- future music, mm-hmm. but uh, Clockwise the name of just the project itself. Right, us. that's that's the starting point. Yeah, it's exactly. not like the songs have like this crazy like metaphors and shit with clockwise that's just it's like it's right just like, it's just knows, to represent yeah. the grind of exactly. going out there and yeah. now i see you guys you're getting hundreds of thousands of views online right now is there is there an ability to monetize this at all you know from youtube the i know you can do advertising on stuff like that have you has are you turning a corner financially you feel like or does that help get you bigger shows and stuff like that yeah i mean we're definitely you know we're definitely taking advantage of uh being able and this medium to really get out there and book shows for us and stuff like that and our you know us being dumbasses just recently realized this uh, yeah it's like wait some someone's not gonna just discover me like, yeah, like, like at a hip-hop battle and just give me like 300 grand for a, a record that's then how it works yeah it's just we're just like it doesn't work you know, like that anymore. now now yeah. the the reality so how does this work as far as producing it do you guys just come together and say like all right we're gonna book x amount of studio time we're gonna get this many hours and then take it from there well, right now, actually, uh, I actually, I split a, I'm splitting, I just started doing this, I'm splitting a studio space with my boy Bailey, a- aka Android, he, might, he was on my album, Oh, okay. really fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're splitting the studio space in North Hollywood, it's not a bad price, it's just 200 bucks a month for me, 200 bucks a month for him. And uh, Oh, that's nice, and then how often do of you course, use it? Of course, in the space next to us, a fucking heavy metal band just <laughs> moved in, so every time they're in there, we can't do anything. But uh, so basically, me and Dump can go in there whenever we want, you know. Oh, okay. So you guys have just like a small little studio, mm-hmm. and you can just get in there, get at it whenever you want. You know, and the thing is, like a lot of the kids who watch our videos and stuff, you know, they they expect this huge production, but everything we do is really low budget. You know. Right. I mean? Well, and that's the thing. Right now, with the <laughs> digital technology, you can put out a really solid, good production. Exactly. You don't need all this insane equipment. I mean, people shoot movies with, you know, basically digital camcorders. Yeah. You can take the same thing sonically and and do that with. The audio now as far as tone and rap uh you know guru uh, recently passed away oh, yeah definitely rest in peace yeah and um what do you guys i i feel like we're kind of coming to an end of the total gangster era do you feel like there's a shift in tone and where rap's going or do you think there's always going to be a machismo gangster element to it um well I, honestly uh gangster well you still have cats like game you know, like 50 mm-hmm. Cent around doing stuff, and I don't think it's. But yeah, but I I think 50 Cent's not what he used to be as far as uh, as a like you know top. 
yeah. shark guy. Well, I think I think what became even more popular than the gangster rap is hustler rap. You know, just being a hustler. You know. What okay, I mean? so, so explain explain to a novice what well, a hustler rap is. Well, a hustler is like you know, um, kind of just getting your grind on. You know, even if if you talk about how you used to sell drugs and stuff, you know, people want to hear about. People that appreciate story. that blue collar work ethic. Yeah, like, and, look at him, he's out there yeah. every day on the corner selling ecstasy. Yeah. I, I can relate to well, that. Well, not just that. Well, when they talk about them, how they used to do that, and now right, they're yeah. now they're on yachts. You know what I mean? Like people people were like. So Damn. you think that rags to riches thing is always going to be a part That's of it? Not necessarily always. the gangster aspect but people always love that underdog element of hip hop always definitely if if i could jump in uh, yeah sure brian this is brian by the way so uh (laughs) spiritual guru you you just touched you just touched his core when you started talking about that shit. yeah as far as the as far as the um the horatio out as far as the horatio algiers you know pull yourself up by your own bootstraps i don't think that's limited to hip-hop I think that's a over, overarching theme for everything. That's right. That's, that's the, the Ameri- archetype of the American of dream. American dream, absolutely. So as far as like gangster rap being fashionable, maybe not right now, but I think that because of the core element of you know making something out of nothing, I think that'll always be there. Whether it's fashionable right now, maybe not. But you know, right now I, it seems like people are on some club shit where it's like they just want to have a good time. Now, what's your guys' take on Auto Tune? Will we be hearing a lot of uh, auto tune in this next album? I think you know, honestly, or just voice modulation. Period. <laughs> no, there, there's not going to be any auto tune. Nah, on ours. not on our album. We don't have it though. We don't. We don't. We. I just don't own auto tune. So. <laughs> You know, I, n- really I never used Auto Tune, but I mean Auto Tune in general in the mainstream, I, it's here to stay. Like, yeah. I, I think my it's take fr- on always going to be here now. You know, my take on Auto Tune is this: Auto Tune is just like anything else. It's 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 fine. It's a cool sounding vocal effect. But once everybody starts doing it, it's just like anything else. It gets oversaturated. People are going to get sick of it. You know, it's right. like it's it's just like for I can't think of an example off the top of my head right now, but like. Like say for example hair Snap metal braces, when hair pugs. when hair metal yeah. was hot when hair metal was hot eventually it had to die because right, it, exactly. it just gets too fucking much. You well, know? you know what I people don't... like that people like that sense of ownership. They like to have like okay this is kind of my thing, but then when it gets to be too much then it's you know blase. Now I mean, everybody uses auto. Well, but you but I think like auto tune became one of those things that's like here to stay like like the dub or something like dubbing your tracks or something. You know like it's like it's just in here now. It's part of the. Well, yeah, I guess maybe I don't. I disagree with really? that. Really? You think, think it's? Just I think a... it's. I think it might sort of stay, but Uh-oh. it's not going to stay the way it's the way it, the way it was, even now or a year ago. It's never going to be all auto tune like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You might hear it come up every once in a while. You know what I mean? All right. Well, you guys, uh, you guys were nice enough to give me a little snippet, a little sneak peek into the new Wax and uh, Dumbfounded album. You guys want to set this up? Yeah, this song. This song is. Uh, this song. No, is, no, I should ask one of you. Particular. This is our song for the ladies, I guess. Is that what you say, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an art take on it, which is probably not a, that not that appealing to the ladies, but no, okay. okay. I think the clip. No. I, I think the clip I gave you has the hook in like half a dumb's verse. The song is called Medicine. It was produced by EOM, by the way. Medicine. Woman. All right, check Medicine. it out. Medicine Woman. Yeah. She's my everything. She's my medicine. All I need is one small dose, and I feel okay again. I hope today I can refill my prescription. You got me acting like a pill popper. Every time we break up, I don't heal proper. Rather go to you than a real doctor. A lot stronger than over the counter drugs. Got me tripping every day on a 24 hour buzz. You be stopping me when I be trying to pull the power plug. Felt like I was in a coma because of you. Now I'm up. I don't care about the side effects. Read me my directions. Getting mad addicted and need some intervention. Lying on the bed.
All right, that was happening, man. I, like I just it. want to say first of all that that's a rough mix, though. That's yeah. right. Yeah, his voice sounded kind of like it's going to sound better when. It comes right. Out, yeah. yeah. This is yeah, just hot off the press. This like is that. world premiere, pretty much. No now, so who, do you guys ever? What have you guys gotten in an argument at all? Like, no, that's not how the hook's going to be. I tell you how a hook's going to be. No, I want to sing the verse on this. Has there been? What's the big biggest creative riff so far um, from being in the studio? I, I told them uh, we should have used auto tune. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm kidding. No, nah, but uh, I mean, honestly, not really. I mean, we're not like egomaniacs about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It, it, long, if the hook is hook is gonna sound better with him singing on it, like I, I'd rather him be doing the whole hook by himself. You know? What so I mean? it's just for the be- for the good of the cause. Yeah, I think we're pretty. I think we got a pretty similar taste in what's good and what's yeah. not. All right, cool. Well, guys, uh, I think we all know what's good, and that's hearing uh, hot chicks talk about hooking up with Tiger Woods. And I think we got one <laughs> on the line Sweet. here. Is this Jocelyn? Yes, it is. Hey, Jocelyn. Uh, welcome to the green room. I'm uh, Sean. Thanks for calling in. No problem, Sean. All right. So, uh, wow. Thanks for being on the show. I imagine you've been uh, doing a lot of press lately. Yeah, I've been a busy girl. All right. So, uh, you know, we'll get to the uh, Tiger Woods part, but uh, let's get a little background on, on Jocelyn James, the person. Where did you grow up? What part of uh, what part I, of the country? I grew up in upstate New York, a really small town called Mayfield. It's uh, in the Adirondack Mountains on the Sacandaga Lake, it's about an hour north of Albany. Oh, okay, nice. I used to live in uh, upstate New York myself, Rome, New York, if you're familiar with it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you grew up in upstate New York. Did you go to high school there? Yes, I did. All right, so uh, so what's your what's your high school experience like? Were you a cheerleader? Yeah, I was a cheerleader. I played volleyball. I did, you know, softball and basketball. I did drama. Wow. You know, I, would, I pretty much did everything and anything you could do. <laughs> Very open-minded girl. You did a lot of stuff in college. I mean, in high school, sir. Yeah, yes, I did. Okay, so you grew up in upstate New York. Had sounded like you had a uh, normal high school experience. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so now uh, when do you when do you you go to college? I'm guessing, right? Yeah. All right. Now, what did you uh, what college did you go to? What were you looking to study? I went to the University of Albany and I went to Stevens College in Missouri. All right. Now, what were you what were you looking to become? Uh, I majored in performing arts and early childhood education. And when I moved to Houston, I became a Montessori school teacher. And oh wait, you know, so you were you're a school teacher? Yes, I was. Oh, nice. What uh, what grade were you teaching? It was uh, K through fifth. Oh, okay. Now I noticed in some the of way, your the way Mont- the Montessori school system is uh, is different than the regular school system. Now I noticed in some of your adult films you portray a school teacher. Did you uh, do you ever like uh, you know use your uh, teaching knowledge to help portray those uh, adult films? No, because they had nothing to do with the same thing that I was doing <laughs> as a teacher. Well, you you wore a skirt, or you know there was a blackboard involved. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now uh, what, you know, the obvious question is, how do you go from school teacher in Houston to becoming an adult film star? Well, I was, when I lived in Houston, I was, you know, in a relationship, and then I moved to Washington and, you know, got married and had had a child, and, you know, my marriage didn't work out, so, you know, I ended up leaving. Now, this is Washington, D.C.? I'm sorry? Washington, D.C. or Washington State? Washington State. Oh, okay. All right, so the marriage didn't work out, and then no, it didn't. All right, so then how did you get into uh, adult film from there? 
Um, I was dating somebody that was in the business um, when I moved to Las Vegas, and that's kind of how it started. Okay, so now where do you, how did you meet this guy uh, that was already in the business? Did you meet him just on a trip out in Vegas, or did you meet him out in Washington, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm also in the uh, porno business. Why don't we get out of here? I'll take you to Las Vegas. No, he was living in Las Vegas. I met him uh, at a nightclub, and, you know, we ended up, you know, we started hanging out, and then we started dating, and, you know, he told me that he was, you know, in the business, and I happened to come to L.A. with him when he had a shoot, and... You know, kind of that's where it started. All right. Now, had you ever considered uh, doing uh, porno or anything like that before before this experience or before meeting this guy? Have you ever thought about doing nude modeling or anything like that? I, I did nude modeling and I did, you know, stripping and stuff. But I, you know, I thought about it, but I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know if I could do it or not. You didn't know if you could do it or not, meaning you right. didn't think you could you know, live with yourself or like you didn't know if you could be a good enough actress or, you know, enjoy it? I've never really enjoyed watching porn, so I didn't know if I could do it or not because it just never really was anything that, you know, that aroused me and, you know, even being on sets and stuff like that, I thought it was really, I always thought I was amused, you know, I thought it was funny. Yeah, see, I'm the direct opposite. I'm, I'm very aroused by it and I definitely know that, well, I guess I could do it if someone held a gun to my head. But now, now that you've gotten involved in the business, like, what? How was your first shoot? How did that my go? My first shoot, it, it, it went really well. It was, you know, with the guy that I was dating. So, oh, okay, that's so that's I how they, with, you know, at first, you know, those were my first, you know, real experiences. So it went well because it was somebody that I was intimate with in my personal life, and you know, we just happened to do it, you know, with people watching us, <laughs> with a, a boom mic operator hovering over you, right. Now, all right, so now you do it once with him, and then you realize, was that first time, did you realize, like, oh, man, this is a sweet business, I should, I should stay in this, like, I, I, I kind no, of... No, it was, it was, I didn't do, I didn't do it full time, I still continued to work at the nightclub that I was working at, and still did, you know, my other jobs in Las Vegas, and just did, um, the shooting periodically. Okay, so this was kind of a side thing? Yeah, it was just a side thing until, um... Probably like the like late 2005, early 2006, and then I started, you know, started doing it a little bit more full time. But I was still working in Vegas and just commuted to Los Angeles. So you would just you would work in Las Vegas and then you would just come out to L.A. to shoot a couple scenes, do that, and then yep. go back to Las Vegas. That's correct. All right, now now you said at first you kind of just thought it was like a joke and you weren't that into it. After you started doing it, did you get more into it, or did you always look at it as just kind of like, oh, this is easy money? I, I always looked at it just as a job because, you know, that's why, that's why I, you pick a stage name because it's not yourself. You're fulfilling a fantasy, and it's just a job. Do you think, like, picking a stage name helps you kind of like, okay, that's a separate person, that's totally not me? Definitely. Oh, okay. it's, totally, it's totally not me. I mean, you know, it's, that's, it's me physically there, but, it's you know, that's not how I live my personal life I don't it's, you know they're not, they're not necessarily people that I would be with in my personal life and I definitely don't like people watching and I definitely like just to be with one person on a bed preferably yeah that's a good that's a good formula one person one on one one bed now speaking yep. of one person uh, how do you end up meeting Tiger Woods are you out in Las Vegas or are you out in LA no I was in Las Vegas he was a, a frequent patron of the nightclub that I was working at at the time and you know, I'd seen him a whole bunch of times there before, and, you know, just one particular night, he, you know, 
Okay, I so tickled his fancy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're just hanging out now. What are you doing there? Are you like dancing? Are you a bartender? I was a go-go dancer and a, a slash a shot girl cocktail waitress. Nice. It's a it's a good combo. So you're there hanging out, and then what? He approaches you. Does someone approach for Tiger Woods? There were uh, people that I worked with at the club. My coworkers had approached me, and you know, after lots and lots and lots of persuading, I finally went over and sat down and, and talked to him and. So wait, you you at first you had no interest in Tiger Woods. You weren't even at least curious to meet him, or you know he's a pretty famous guy, has a lot of money. You, at first, just no that attraction. Had no interest to me whatsoever at all. I've never I've never been interested in somebody because of you know their status or the amount of money they have. That's that's not how I get down. Okay, so you 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 ended up kind of caving. You ended up meeting him. What what was the turn on uh, initially? What did you find attractive about him? His sense of humor. Really? He's 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 yeah. he's pretty funny guy. Yeah. Now he doesn't he doesn't strike me as as like a real funny guy. What what kind of jokes does Tiger Woods crack? He just you know he just was really really charismatic. He was funny. He was silly. He had a lot of dirty Johnny jokes. <laughs> so he's doing really like old dirty Johnny jokes. Yeah, old dirty Johnny jokes. They were freaking hilarious. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a caller here. You wanna you wanna take this call real quick? Sure. Okay. All right, uh, caller, you're on the air. Oh, yeah, what's going on? This is uh, Jonesy from Valparaiso, Indiana. All right, Jonesy, you're on the Hello. air with uh, Jocelyn James. Hey, what's going on? Oh, man, I've been a huge fan of uh, Miss James for long, long before the whole Tiger Woods thing. I've been, oh, I've been thank a big you, darling. Fan. Yeah, I ballparked it. I've dropped about a quart, quart and a half of spunk to her, you know, internet clips alone. Awesome. <laughs> Do you have yeah, a question? Sure. That's what I always say. I always say my movies save the world one net at a time. <laughs> I popped off bottles. It's fantastic. Hey, I have a two-part question for you, uh, Miss Jane. Sure. Have you ever, or would you ever, fuck one of your fans? And uh, the second part is, <laughs> if yes, are you planning any trips to Valparaiso? <laughs> and no, I've never had any relations with any of my fans. I've never thought of it. I've never been asked, so... I'm kind of like oh. blushing right now. All right, well, maybe Jonesy, uh, Jonesy, do you know any uh, dirty Johnny jokes? Maybe you can uh, win over Jocelyn here. Um, no. All right, but, so, uh, sorry, Jonesy. <laughs> hang in there. Better luck next time. All right, well, uh, so Jocelyn, so you meet Tiger Woods. He's going. He's he's good at flirting. What kind of crew does Tiger Woods roll with? Does he have an entourage? Is it just him? Yeah, you know, he hangs out with you know other athletes and you know his really close friends and. Well, that's a that's a question I have. Uh, now I know that um, you know Vanity Fair has been talking that he hung out with uh, Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley a lot. Did you ever get to meet uh, other athletes like that? Yes, I mean living in Vegas, you meet a lot of everybody. Nice. What was uh, what was Michael Jordan like? Everybody's everybody's just people. It's it's really not you know not that big a deal. I don't think. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I'm I I think I would be freaked out if I met Michael Jordan. So you you uh, now you meet this Tiger Woods. Things are going well. Do you go back to his place that night? How does it work? Yes, I did. He waited for me to get off of work, and I took, I went in the car with you know him and his friends back over to the mansion, the MGM mansion. So now his friends, these friends are just colleagues. No, one of his really close friends. Oh, okay. All right. So you guys go back to now. M- where is this? The mansion. The MGM mansion. Okay. So now he takes you back there, and and how does it work from there? He just are you guys drinking? You guys partying? What's going down? 
now we, you know, we ordered some food. We were hanging out, talking, laughing, you know, watching TV. What kind of shows does Tiger Woods like to watch? We Tiger and I always watch sports, so we always watch the Sports Center, ESPN, Fox Sports. All right. Now, 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 when, when he's when he's watching uh, when he's when Tiger Woods is watching sports, does he ever does he ever trash talk other athletes? Does he ever trash talk other never. golfers? He never. Ne- he never. never uh, he never said like Phil Mickelson's a pussy. Like never said <laughs> yeah, anything we, like we that. Didn't, we didn't talk golf. We never talked about golf. We never watched golf together. Oh, okay. You guys watch other sports. Yeah. Okay. So now, all right, things are going well. You guys are hanging out. Takes you back. How's that? How is that first evening? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Is he now? It seems I'm reading over these texts. He seems really concerned with the ability to please you. Did you did you enjoy the entire experience? I always enjoyed having relations with him, be it you know close on or close off. Cool. <laughs> so now, when he takes you back, that. That first night, how does he does he try to get real wild and crazy? Is it kind of boring? How would you describe the sex with Tiger that first night? No, it was the sex with him was never boring. It was always you know, it was always fun. We always had a good time, and then you know, over time, you know, you know, we both grew to have feelings for each other, and it became more passionate, and it meant more, you know. So you th- now do you um. In hindsight, do you think that he was kind of faking these feelings, or do you think he did have sincere feelings for you, but, you know, he got caught up in this whole having a wife thing? I think he did have sincere feelings for me, because you don't carry on a relationship with somebody for three years and, you know, tell tell somebody you love them all the time and, you know, you know want to see them all the time and just all the other little things that went into our relationship without having feelings and then there's no reason why he would have gotten jealous of you know me doing adult films and you know any guy any other guy you know potentially around me or any you know ex-boyfriend that I possibly you know that I could possibly have being in town in Vegas or at you know in any way shape or form he was just insanely jealous of me with any other man that's why I stopped doing adult films so you stopped doing adult films as a way to appease Tiger Absolutely, yeah. I've I've been shot an adult film in over two years. Oh wow. Okay, we got a uh, Jocelyn. We got another call coming in here. Caller, okay. you're on, you're on the air. Yellow. Hello. You're, yeah, you're on the air with Jocelyn uh, James. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay. All right. So I, I just have a question about Tiger Woods or like or with this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I I I just want to know like on a scale of one to ten, how good is Tiger Woods in bed? He was a uh, ten and beyond. Whoa. Ten and beyond. And is it true yes, what they say about beyond. black guys and their penis? Um, so not all black guys have huge penises, but he was bigger than adequate. No, stop it. No, I'm being honest. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I want to know. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you have a great day. I <laughs> uh, like that. <laughs> Just one one question: How big is Tiger penis? Tiger Woods' penis? Bigger than adequate. Oh well, that's I. That's I've never I've never gotten that. I've gotten adequate. I've never got bigger than adequate. Now, uh, you know, there's rumors about it getting really kinky. Did he? Did you guys ever add another person into the scene? We were going to, but the person that I was going to that I asked to do it uh, was, you know, she lived in a different state, and you know, the schedules couldn't didn't correlate at the time for that to occur. 
which, you know, now I'm glad it, you know, it never did happen because she'd be, you know, thrown in this mix too. And, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate, you know, everybody that got hurt and everybody so now you got he involved in the situation. And, you know, I was scared for my, you know, for my health also, not only my emotions, but my health when I found out about all the other, other women and knowing that he never used protection. So you never used so protection that, with you or with other women, and that when no. that first hit you, describe how you felt. I'm sorry. So when you found out that he didn't use protection, I'm guessing you found that out from listening to other, you know, news stories or stuff like that. Yeah, and listening to you know to other stories. Not that I believed everything that I heard and that I read, but there were there were certain you know individuals that I you know that I do believe that he had you know relationships with or was intimate with and. You know, I don't know them, and they don't know me, but I was just really, really concerned for, you know, my health, and I would not never want to put, you know, anybody else, you know, in a situation that I was in and have, you know, your health be at risk. But, you know, thank God I was, you know, I got right. tested twice, and everything was clean. So, <laughs> so you, te- you got tested twice. The first one, you were just like, no, run another one just in case. Yeah, like I waited, <laughs> I, I waited two weeks, and I'm just like, wait, something, I'm not sure. And they're like, they're like, oh, my God, Veronica. Well, Veronica's my real name, so. Okay. They're like, Veronica, it's okay. Just free. They're just calm down. I'm like, no, really, just check. Because, you know, is there any new, like, cootie disease or anything? Like, I'm just like, please just check Yes, Tiger, Tiger Woods gave you cooties. Um, uh, if you would have given me cooties, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> well, I think that's a lot better than some other things that are out there. So now, Veronica, it's, you know, you said you're into funny guys who don't make a lot of money. Or, you know, money isn't necessarily the be-all, end-all. Uh, I, want, I want somebody to, you know, to have a career, you know, have a job, have a place right, to live, radio, you, know, have, like you know, be, you know, stable and secure right, yeah. and just, Pulling down five you know, figures. be funny and just, right. be, you know, have a good sense of humor, be charming. And if you can make me laugh and you like to eat because I love to cook, then you're pretty much in there like swimwear, so. Oh, wow. Man, I'm, I'm actually hilarious. I love eating. <laughs> I'm, uh, money doesn't matter to me because I don't have any or make any. So uh, I'm. I'm. Are you feeling the connection or is it just me? <laughs> See, look, that's that's you laughing. That's you that's being charming, Jocelyn. That. That's being charming. All right. So now, okay. So you kind of describing a regular guy. Do you date regular guys? Like, who's the last guy you dated? Just give us a like. What kind of guy? Well, he's you know he wasn't uh, you know. Anybody that was, you know, bigger, you know, right. Just what did, on the TV or anything like what that. What did he, he do for you know, a living? He was funny and, you know, he made me laugh and he made me feel good. And Charles Barkley? No. <laughs> so as, now, is Tiger Woods the only big name celebrity or athlete you've been with? Has there ever been a night in Vegas, another another guy, you're getting a couple cocktails, another another celebrity that you'd hooked up with? I'm not going to disclose any information about that now. Oh, come on. No, sorry. So is that a yes? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, come <laughs> on. Give me one name. That. Give me a C-level. Is it Justin Bieber? Come on. Give me give me someone. Oh, my God. Seriously, I'm not a pedophilia. Come on now. <laughs> I think Justin Bieber's of age. Oh, I don't know. He's 16. like 12. Come <laughs> on now. I've got like an age limit. You can't be under 26. I, I, and even 26, I, get, I start getting weird about it. You have to be my age or older. All right. So, all right. So, your age and older. Uh, let's see. What? So, what is he? An actor, sports guy? What? What's? Give me, give me, give me three hints and a, one guess if I get it right. He's been on TV before. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Jay Leno. Huh? 
David Letterman. Oh my goodness! No, I'm not going to tell you. Is that da- oh, it's David Letterman. We got an exclusive here. Jocelyn James you. hooked I'm up like, with David yeah, Letterman. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So now, um, you decided to publish the text messages. What was the idea behind publishing the text messages? Now I noticed you just published the ones that Tiger sent you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, why did you ever think of publishing? Like, I would have published my responses if the phone would have allowed me to save sense messages. But the phone that I would, that those text messages are on was a prepaid, you know, little jacks, you know, rinky dink phone, oh, and man. it didn't allow you to save the sense messages. So See, that's even the reason why my responses aren't on there. Okay, I don't, I don't make a lot of money, but I, I could hook you up with a Verizon phone that has, you oh, know, I've unlimited got, text messages. I've got messaging. several phones. I do have oh, a okay. Verizon. All right, know, so let's now, but just at that uh, time, no, I didn't. Just uh, just let's quick scenario. So Tiger sent you a text in a week. I will try to wear you out. Now, what kind of what kind of stuff would you write back? You know, let's you know have let's have fun. I can't wait to see you. It's, all right. Pretty, it's pretty boring stuff, really. <laughs> you didn't get that crazy in the text. I mean, it was just you know regular text messages. There wasn't anything that I was saying to you know to ache him on. You know, I was just you know, I can't wait to see you. I look forward to seeing you. You know, what's the schedule like? You know, so I could make you know, you know, I could make, you know arrange my schedule so that I could be able to go see him. Okay. Now I know you you're publishing the the sex text messages. Did you ever send any uh, picture messages, or you didn't have that option on the phone? Yes, I did send him picture messages. Oh, you you sent him some pictures. Yeah, we were together for three years. Of course, I sent him picture messages. Nice. Well, yeah, some chicks aren't as open-minded as yourself. Some are kind of prudish. Uh, some people are. Some people live in denial. Some people <laughs> act like they don't do those things, and they do. Now, did Tiger ever send you any sort of uh, sexy pictures? No. Because I knew what it looked like in real life, and I'd rather see it in real life than see it in a picture. Oh, that's nice. But that's nice. just me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's I'm the why same vi- way. That's why videos don't really do anything for me. I'd rather see it in real life. Yeah, I guess it's for people who can't experience Tiger Woods' penis in real life. You know, they would they would enjoy looking <laughs> at the picture. All right, Veronica. So now we know you from your erotic films as Jocelyn James. We know you from hooking up with Tiger Woods. How do you want the world to know you, Veronica the person? Where are we going from here? What are we doing with this life? Um, you know, I'm in such a such a good place right now in my life. I'm really happy. I've got people around me that love me and care about me. And, you know, if I, you know, get into a relationship again, it's going to be with somebody who's not married, who doesn't have a girlfriend, doesn't have a boyfriend, doesn't have anybody that I'm going to be, you know, their main focus. And, you know, they'll be my main focus. And, you know, I won't have to sneak around. I won't have to lie. I won't have to, you know, hide the person that I love and that I care about. Right. We can keep it in the open. It's going to be a better relationship, and you know I look forward to when that occurs. And all right, so what about career-wise? What are you What are you thinking of doing? Are you going to stay in adult film acting? Are you going to go back to uh, working these clubs? What's the plan? Um, what What I've been doing right now is uh, just you know feature dancing, and you know I'm happy to be back up on the stage and be around my fans. Yeah. And you know no Good plans passion. at this time for you know for going back to the films, but you know. Who knows what the future holds? You know, I'm being open-minded, and I've always been open-minded, and we'll just see what happens. All right. Well, I appreciate your open-mindedness, and I'm I'm sure Tiger appreciated it as well. 
Now, where can we send people to uh, check out your website? SextingJocelynJames.com. SextingJocelynJames.com. And I also I wanted to let, let everybody know that there's you know there's been imposters, imposter websites, people impostering me on Facebook and Twitter and MySpace, and that's just that's just I mean it's funny, but it's really not. But, what kind of what kind know, of stuff did the fake Jocelyn James it's, say? It's, it's crazy. If you want to follow me on on. Uh, Twitter, it's Jocelyn, Jane, Jocelyn underscore James, and on Facebook, it's um, it's uh, I've got the Jocelyn James uh, fan page, and I've got my main page, and it's got a picture of me with uh, like a fur blanket around me with yeah. my red hair. That's me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking and at the picture just, on your. Uh... And I don't even have a MySpace, so whoever's you know posturing me, at, you know, on MySpace, you know, it's kind of lame, and you should get your own life. Yeah, get your own life. Fuck your own right. uh, billionaire celebrity. All right, well, Jocelyn, <laughs> I appreciate your time, and uh, take care, and best of luck in the future. Thank you. Have a great night. All right, I will. All right, that was Jocelyn James of uh, Tiger Woods Sexual Fame. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so what would you guys think of the interview? You learn anything? Um, I had a question. Earlier. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. That, the penis guy. Oh, he, he took care of it. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, good interview, Sean. All that right. Good Thanks. Good it's it's a weird state of affairs when you're like, oh my god, I'm I'm kind of nervous. I'm interviewing. I thought, it was, I thought it was funny how she said that she didn't care that Tiger Woods is rich and famous and all that. She just sat down and he was funny. He's just some funny guy. <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. But she's met, but now like her whole like she's you know calling radio shows and she's the girl who hooked up with Tiger Woods. You right. Know, like, there there seemed to be a little hypocrisy in some of her statements, but I wanted I wanted to, I, I wanted to hear I wanted her to say like one of the jokes that he had said. Yeah, but she couldn't remember. He seems like a funny guy. <laughs> if golf doesn't work out, then he can do stand up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, one so time Tiger there was Woods this got a guy and uh. <laughs> he stuck his dick in a girl's ass and oh. uh, Yeah, dude, his jokes his sense of humor must be so awful because he's he's so successful and has so much money. You know everyone just laughs at his jokes regardless. Yeah. He was, they were saying she was doing dear Johnny jokes. That's like the the hackiest jokes you can have. He has rich jokes. I yeah. thought he was yeah. yeah. You ever throw a caviar at the guy <laughs> passing by your mansion? <laughs> Yeah, don't you hate it when uh, you're you have a marriage and then it goes horribly wrong because you know you've been out whoring around for <laughs> take God my knows it, please. Yeah, exactly. yeah, take my wife, please. That hey, that's that's relevant. If he act, if he actually came on stage and and did like a stand up bit about like, hey, don't you hate it when you're uh, trying to back out of your driveway high on Ambien and your fucking Nordic wife smashes through the SUV Nordic. with a golf club and tries to kill you Nordic. and you lose half a million dollars or probably 10 to 15 million dollars and he could do some interesting observational stand-up humor but no instead he's doing fucking dear johnny jokes that's what angers me about this entire situation his hackability as a comedian you know what interests oh, me is he, he the, that he never wore protection right i thought that yeah. was kind of funny that's he's just the most a arrogant dirty cocky guy he's a dirty man that is dirty <laughs> he uh, yeah i just love that I, I don't know i just wish i I I love myself that much and just being that cocky like nope never never sexual disease not even with you know people who've worked in the adult film world you know these hired prostitutes these other chicks that he was with that's the that's the craziest part yeah I mean you know I'm sure they trusted him you know that's a billionaire penis there <laughs> yeah exactly you know, what he, you know it is, he's right he's pretty like he he just he's so he's arrogant enough to think that like I can't get AIDS and you I'm catch something right. you catch something you, you get that taken care of in he a probably week, can't dude. get AIDS he's probably such like such a good yeah his T cells are already so jacked <laughs> up and like oh they're like we're gonna take care of this. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, he's got all that testosterone from hooking up all those chicks. I think that's the secret to golf. His, his secret to this whole game is that he was totally relaxed because you're the most relaxed right after you have sex with, uh, you know, all these chicks. So, yeah, it's going to be easy to make a 30-foot putt when you've been getting laid constantly your entire life. <laughs> how, about you, how about you guys? How's, how's the road been for you? Um... Similar to Tiger Woods, actually. Right, exactly. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, one thing that me and Tiger have in common is um, the sexting. Oh, okay. You you're know. a big sexter. Uh, I'm not a big sexter, you've been t- but you've I'm been new. Texting throughout this whole I've been, Yeah, been, I was busy sexting read, with my girl. So. Yeah, did you send any? Uh, uh, there's, it's not really text. It's happy faces. And uh, oh, you're yeah, a big smile. emoticon guy. I'm a big emoticon. It. Yeah, emoticon. Hey. So do you even freestyle your own emoticons? Like you come up with like new. Oh man, this is this is the latest. Like oh, look at the swirly head. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not up on the newest emoticons. I'm I'm an innovator, so I like to create my own. Okay, I like know, that. So. Appreciate that. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, really what, what a uh, well, Wax. Uh, you actually did a little uh, Tiger Woods rap song. I uh, somehow yeah, I, I missed did. it. I didn't see it, but uh, yeah, it's real funny. Make sure you check that out on on YouTube. I'll play a little bit here while we're wrapping things up. Nice. I felt that I had worked hard my entire <laughs> life and deserved to enjoy all the temptations around me. I was unfaithful. <laughs> I was unfaithful. Remix. I was no shit. <laughs> and I tend to dedicate myself to doing it. DJ Clue Clue. I was unfaithful. I was unfaithful. And I tend to dedicate myself to doing it. I ain't mad at you, player. Ain't no need to apologize about them hoes that you sodomized. I was not surprised when I heard you had more than a few bitches. If I was you, I would embrace my new image, man. All of my caddies would be porn sluts. And we would film bang bus in my PGA tour bus. In my private jet, flying a mile high. Talking sponsorships with the girls gone wild guy. Joe Francis. <laughs> Jocelyn James on the beat. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, th- thanks for being on the green room. I really appreciate it. Dumbfounded, where can people check you out? Check me out on sextingdumbfounded.com. No, okay, uh, dumbfounded.com. That's it. Dumbfounded.com or youtube.com slash dumbfounded. D-U-M-B-F-O-U-N-D-E-A-D. Dead. Wax, where can people check you out? Uh, it's uh, youtube.com slash waxandherbalt. W-A-X-A-N-D-H-E-R-B-A-L-T. And uh, wax.com.com. That's W-A-X-D-O-T-C-O-M.com. Okay, this has been The Green Room. Make sure you tune in next week. Every Thursday, 8 o'clock, LA Talk Radio. I was unfaithful.